0: Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, your favorite podcast where we talk about how we take the lemons that life gives us and all of the different flavors of lemonade that we as creatives and as people make throughout our lives. This week we're doing something new, we're doing something special, we're doing something that hopefully we can do again. We're going to do a QA episode this week. So, this week I have put up a QA banner on my Instagram um, and I I've asked, asked my fans, asked all of you guys questions, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to answer them. It's that simple. So, um, I suppose we can. What can we call this? Let's call it. Um, I don't know. What can we call it? Lemon squeezing lemons. That that name is a work in progress. Okay, squeezing lemons. Let's call it that for now. All right, guys. Let's get into it. Advertising time. No, I'm not selling anything to you except for the experience of wonderful locally sourced art. The Lost Boys Collective is a business I built with the help of 11 of my favorite illustrators. The Lost Boys are... All Australian based and some of the best Up and comers in the illustration game Here in Oz Our members consist of the illustrious Jackson Caspers who as you all know Has been on the podcast here before The legend that is Boss Logic Who has been featured on not only Marvel's uh, licensing But he was just on Joe Rogan's uh, Instagram, the freakishly Gorgeous Austin Mangler, the master Of fantasy Melvin Chan The bread guy Kieran Jack of the Halftone Effect podcast and Half Tone Productions, the King of the Inks, Cam Iloy D Pietrantonio, aka Instacam, one half of the Mumble Boys, Rui Macarico, aka Red Unit Inc., the D&D artisan himself, Will Lehman, the Head Destroyer, Pauldo Wars, the Neon Knight, Keith Stanley, aka Blank Canvas Designs, um, the former host of Draw It Out, and the co- and the new host, of Bad Casting, the King of the Portrait, Matt Combs, and myself, the Lemonade Maker, Jordan Morpeth. You can find all that the Lost Boys are doing at our home base, Instagram, at the Lost Boys Collective. That's at the Lost Boys Collective. I want to thank all of the Lost Boys as this podcast is brought to you by the Lost Boys Collective. From all the Lost Boys, thank you for your support and stay tuned to our Instagram as we have plenty of new dope art to come, particularly a Batman. Peace. 80th anniversary. All right, uh, one last thing to advertise the Lemonade Stand. What's the Lemonade Stand? This episode is also brought to you by the Lemonade Stand. Lemonade Stand is a business that keeps all of my work together in one place. The Lemonade Stand. is an online and offline tree that Jordan Morpeth Art and Making Lemonade branch off of. You can find the Lemonade Stand online at www.thelemonadestand.store where I am selling excuse me, all Making Lemonade affiliate products and all of Jordan Morpeth Art prints and products. We have pins, we have t-shirts, we have hats, we have prints. We have now added my Spider-Man set, also known as spider Sensors, if you saw that on, the Insta- on my Instagram, um, of prints that I collaborated on with my fellow designer and good friend, Mr. Zach Katz Designs. This month, only you... This month only for our opening sale, you can get 35% off your whole order by using the code OPENSALE35, all caps. That's OPENSALE35 at checkout to get 35% off your whole order on everything you buy and you will get free. You will also get free shipping um, for every order over $50. in the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. Fantastic. So go to the LemonadeStand.store and get your Lemonade Stand products today. Um, I will also be setting up the Lemonade Stand at a few different comic book conventions this year. Um, stay tuned for any extras, but the, f- the the next one being Sydney Oz Comic Con on the 28th and, to the tw- and the 29th of September at the Sydney Showground in Olympic Park. So I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Making Lemonade on the Lemonade Stand Network. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Making Lemonade, uh... This week we have a QA and a episode because I'm still writing some other episodes. There's plenty to come, but I have a lot of questions here. Um, a lot of questions from my boy, Kevin, and from everybody else. So let's just sink our teeth into it, eh? Let me find, I gotta quickly find, I've got, so I put up on my Instagram, if you wanna ask a question, before I get into it, if you wanna ask a question, um, just stay tuned to my Instagram stories. I will put up whenever I am going to do a Q&A episode or whenever I'm going to do an episode full stop, I will put up a Q, and There is theres a QA and a portion of most episodes anyway. So I will put up a QA and a banner on my Instagram stories and I will send out questions to see if anybody is interested. And if anybody has any questions they would like for me to ask or rather answer. And I will come on here and I will answer them. Um, I try to, I'm going to try and do more of these Q&A episodes, but let's let's start, let's get into it. So the first, first question we've got here is from my good friend, It's Not Bryce. He's got a few questions as always. He's always got great questions, so I'm going to answer them. <laughs> the first question here says, about to tell this girl how I feel some, sometime this week. Shit's eating me up. Well, I don't know that that's a question, but... I'm glad that you've got the courage, mate. I'm glad that you had the courage to put that out there and tell me that and tell that girl as well um, what you think. And I hope that she reciprocates because um, I know from personal uh, experience that it sucks when they don't reciprocate. <laughs> um, so his second question is, who's your favorite Marvel and DC heroes? Mine are Daredevil and Hal Jordan. Well, that's very easy for me. My favorite's... Um, I have a lot of favourites, but if I have to pick favourites, my absolute favourite DC hero is Batman. And my absolute favourite Marvel hero is Spider-Man. Um, I do love Captain America. I do love uh, The Flash. Those are my second in charges. Um, and I love the I love Thor, um, but particularly the endgame version of Thor. That's that's one of my favourite uh, versions of Thor and of any character really. Okay, a few more questions here. Um, Do's and don'ts at cons, cosplay, and store. Okay, so look, um, that's a very interesting question. So I'm going to have to take a sip of my coffee here just to get into it, get me a bit of energy and some fuel. Do's and don'ts. There's a lot of do's and don'ts at cons. Um, Maybe we'll break this down um, into... I'm going to break this down into a couple of sections. So the first section... Um, for do's and don'ts I'm gonna I'm going to break it down into um, stall running so running a stall so um, let's start with don'ts don't expect to sell everything <laughs> that's the first thing I'm gonna say don't expect to sell everything that you brought to a con hell don't expect to break even don't expect that people, Just because you're there, people will buy things. Don't don't not have cash on you. You always need cash on you because people like to pay cash. Till the day they die, they will pay cash. Don't bring too many friends. It's great to have friends, but if you're socializing and you're not, you've got to remember, and I've spoken about it on this podcast, I've spoken about it on so many podcasts, excuse me, The problem here is it's not a social event. You're working. It's a job. And if you're going to take yourself seriously, you need to take stalls seriously at conventions. Um, Another thing, stalls, don'ts. Don't, Don't sit there on your phone. Here's another good one. If you have music, don't play it too loud. Music's all well and good. I've used music multiple occasions. But don't don't sit there on your phone because if you want to sell some shit, that's not the way to do it. Um don't what else? Don't don't be creepy. <laughs> that should go without saying, but believe it or not, it doesn't. Um yeah, don't be creepy don't be, don't be ogling cosplayers, um, don't be saying creepy shit, um, you know, women are beautiful, men are beautiful, that's great, we're people, we're beautiful, you don't have to tell them that, you don't have to stare at them, you don't have to make them feel uncomfortable, um, cosplayers or just general people, people in general, um, but that should go without saying. But unfortunately, like I mean, it's 2019. We all know we have to still, to this day, teach common sense. Um, don't don't have like don't have a negative energy. If if you have a negative energy, we're, we're in sales. Um, I was actually just on my friend Kieran Jack's podcast last night um, called the Half Effect. We recorded the new series of. Uh, the halftone effect, and I was on one of the new episodes. I was very honoured to be on one of the new episodes. And he spoke, and him and I spoke about conventions. And we spoke about how you have to have an attitude towards conventions that is very um, very much like any other job. It's, it's a retail experience. Um, by the way, that episode will be out in September, so I'm not going to give away too much of what we spoke about. But we spoke about... Um, How, if you, if you, he, he, he went to, I think it was Saturday, Saturday, no, Sunday, Sydney Supernova, hungover, because he stayed up the night before and he partied with the boys, with some of the lost boys. Um, And he was saying, like, that was my fault, that was on me, I was hungover and I had to slug through. Like, being hungover in normal job, it's your fault. You can't just call in sick because you're hungover, although people do. Um, You shouldn't call in sick because you're hungover. And I completely agree. And he slugged through. It was a difficult day for him, he said, but he slugged through and he got through it. And he made some sales. Nowhere near as many sales as he should have because he was hungover. But my point here is don't treat it like have fun. Obviously have fun and I'll get into that in the do's. But don't treat it like, like some sort of social event. You're there. If you want to make sales... If you want to sell your art, if you want to sell your freelance business, if you want to sell your cosplay business, if you want to sell your comic book business, whatever it may be that you're selling at a convention, do not treat it like a social event. Be social, make connections, have a smile on your face at all times and be positive by all means, but do not treat it as a social event. It is a business event and you need to be professional if you want to succeed. It's that simple. Just like if you were working in retail, you need to be professional if you want to succeed. It's that simple. Um, okay, let's get on to the do's. Now, These are this is the fun part. Do, actually no, one more don't. Don't overstock. Don't overestimate yourself. You're better to underestimate yourself because you can always go to your printers on the night of a con. Um, don't overestimate yourself because you'll just end up with like most people do, with boxes and boxes and crates full of of um, prints in your in your office or wherever your studio, wherever you may store your stuff, for years, for years and years and years, you'll end up with boxes and boxes of shit like that. You don't want that. All right, let's get into the do's. Do. Do. Have a plan. Do have a plan for your convention stalls. Um, so sit down and spend some time thinking about what disseminates you from the rest of the crowd. Um, you can be doing a huge convention like Supernova. As you can probably tell, I've done a lot of thinking about this. You can be doing a huge convention like Supernova um, and you're actually competing with hundred, like up to 300 people 250 to 300 people have stalls just in Artist Alley. And then there's the exhibitors who are selling toys and comics and collectibles that just, you know, they go out the door. And then you've got the established franchises like, uh, I don't know, King's Comics or Zing. Zing always has a stall, that big pop vinyl stall that they have at Supernovas. And you're competing with them. You're competing with... You're literally competing with Funko. Like what... And so what you need to do is you need to disseminate yourself as a niche... Find your niche in that market. Niche your niche. So layer your niches. So maybe you're, um, maybe you draw horror comics, right? Maybe you're a horror fan and you draw horror comics and you draw you draw um, monsters. Um, and then how you could niche that is you could be drawing 80s monsters. So that's your niche. And then you can add on top of that, you could be drawing 80s monsters movie posters. So that's three niches on top of that. And what can you do with that? You can be drawing Hellraiser. You could be drawing Freddy Krueger. You could be drawing Jason Voorhees. You could be drawing, I don't know, The Shining. You could be drawing Stephen King. Like you could be someone who is just drawing Stephen King characters. You could be drawing it. You could be drawing all the versions. You could be drawing, I don't know, you name it. You could be drawing it. And that is niching your niche. And the more niche you get, the more likely... It sounds counterproductive, but the more niche you get, the more likely you are to discover um, your market. The more likely you are to get a loyal following and a loyal market because people who love... People love things like that. And I mean, I love horror. I love Stephen King. And if I saw... An it poster that I that really struck me, and it was in in, in an eighties thing. Like if I if I saw a modern it poster in an eighties theme, I would buy that shit straight away. I don't care how much it costs. And that's the thing: you have to have quality for people to buy. So that's one of the do's. Do sit down and have a plan and think about your niche. Second of all, and, and what and what is it? What are you selling that? That makes you, that helps you to stand out. Okay. Do and this goes along with the plan. Do have a plan of <laughs> do plan out, do some research, do go and do some cons as a civilian, as a as a patron, and do plan out and do some research and figure out um what you want what your pricing. You need competitive pricing. Um, and in in marketing, if you are charging more than everybody at a convention, nobody's gonna buy your shit. But if you're charging less, they will buy your stuff. I did this last year, I tested this last year and I did um, one print for 10 and three for 20, right That worked really well because people who liked it would buy three. However, what's interesting is that's great because I'm I'm a I'm discounted in a market. but this year, I started selling for $20. I started selling my prints for $20 and I started um, doing those prints one for 20, three for 50. And then on the Sunday, I did four for 50 or buy three, get one free. Might as well have done four for 50. And that helped me sell because what you do is you just do an upsell. An upsell isn't bad. Have you been to McDonald's or KFC or Red Rooster or wherever you met Taco Bell? I don't care where you eat your takeaway, um, Chipotle, um, anything like that. Nine times out of 10, what they will do is they will upsell you. They will say, would you like, and I don't know that they really do it anymore, but they used to do it a lot when I was growing up. Would you like a large meal for an extra 50 cents, an extra $2? Upsell is where you make your money. Hundred percent, and upsell is where you make it money, and that is that is just pure. It's just marketing, guys. This is this is just marketing we're talking about here. Like, upselling is a wonderful way to keep yourself going, and and you, you need to remember you need to break even. You're going to have to, otherwise you're you're losing money. You're running at a loss in a stall. So if you and there's so many little tricks. And it's not manipulative. It's just marketing. You just need to understand the psychology of your market. You need to understand how people work and how the human brain works when it comes to sales, when it comes to marketing. And you'll and you'll you'll get that. Like you, you'll figure these things out, and you can you can you can make more money by doing more things. Another do next do, and this is this is going to go into the next thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. The next do is. Have a range of products. So, I used to just have prints. Right? Just prints. If you want to make your money back, that works. If you've got a series of prints and you're selling them for cheap, that works. Yeah, you can make your money back. But, get some pins made. Get some stickers made. Um, what else can you do? You can get some... Plush toys made They're cheap as, cheap as chips You just find a fabric printer And you cut them out yourself You stitch them up yourself with a sewing machine And you stuff them with fluff You can get it from Spotlight There you go, you got a product, you got merchandise Merchandise, if you're, if you're doing a comic Get your floppies done Get the individuals done and get a graphic novel done And get some merchandise with that I have pins for my comic Get some merchandise that you can sell Or give away with things get some merchandise guys merchandise the shit out of things make pins make pins of things that you've made that you own your ip and make pins and stuff toys and all that plush toys and all that kind of shit of of other people's stuff do do fan art. do do fan art. look there's a lot of people that don't like it, and and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to hate me for saying this, but do do fan art seriously, guys. Do fan art. It's not, it, it, it's not a stupid idea. It's, it's it's what you should be doing. Let's be honest here. You should be doing fan art. 100, you should be doing fan art because here's the thing. If you're only doing originals, but also also sorry, on top of that. Do do your own IP as well. So here's the thing. Fan art is guaranteed. If you do a drawing of Batman, you do a drawing of Spider-Man, you do a drawing of Goku, people love those characters. They're tried and tested characters. We know for sure that people enjoy those characters and people care about those characters. When they see your style in that character, that's a great way for them to have a step into your world, into your style. They see the Goku, they see the Superman, they see the Batman, the Spider-Man, the Iron Man, whatever it may be. And then they come to your table. And if they enjoy that version of your work, they will most likely enjoy your work and your characters and your IP as long as it's quality. And that, that leads me into the next part, into the next do for a con. Do have quality work. The product is always, at the end of the day, the single most important element. If your product is not quality, if your art, your work, your you know your pins, your stuffed toys, whatever it is that you're selling, is not of quality, it doesn't matter how much quantity you've got of those motherfuckers, because no one's going to buy it. Okay, so here's the thing think about this ninja bullet why did it sell so much because one it wasn't necessary nobody needed a ninja bullet we already had blenders one it was more compact easier to store two it was faster stronger quicker you can, you can rip the shit out of some ice in those things. You can put almost anything in a Ninja Bullet and within 30 seconds, it's ripped to shreds, right? Three, it was all over the TV. It was all over our faces. Now, I don't subscribe to overly marketing, but if you get... Look, we can talk about this later in social media because this more goes into social media marketing, but you need 20... I'll do a quick, Kerwin Ray says that you will need 20 elements or 20 statistically, um, 20 times of exposure per individual is normally how it goes before, and I'm not wording this correctly, but hopefully you guys understand what I'm trying to say here. The best way to get people's attention is 20 different Times of exposure, so 20 different posts of social media, 20 different times seeing them at a market stall before they'll actually consider buying something off you, statistically. That's a pretty high statistic, right? So what you guys want to do is, but you can take that 20 elements and you can have a conversation with somebody, which leads me into the next do. Do talk to people. 100% 100% talk to people because you as an individual are selling your work, but people like people. People enjoy talking to people. And if people enjoy talking to you, well, it goes without saying that people are going to buy off you. They will, I guarantee you. People will buy off you If you talk to them, if you show them that you're a cool individual, like how do you think I get design jobs? I talk to people on the street. If I'm just drawing on the train and someone says that's cool, I take that as an opportunity to discuss with this person because this person could be a potential client. And I give them a business card if they're interested or I just say hi. And the same goes for a market store, the same goes for a con do talk to people because those are connection who knows who you talk to you might get a freelance job you might get a big freelance job you might get the job of your dreams who knows tell people talk to people don't be afraid of being vulnerable I've gotten so many jobs by just being vulnerable and being confident in who I am and talking to people so that's that that's what I have to say about that I'm sure I could probably do a whole episode on this to be honest with you guys Um, let me know um, if you want me to do a whole episode thank you zach my my good friend zach Katz um, asked that question and he's a legend for asking that question because it's a great question <clears throat> um I don't really have much to say about the cosplay world I'm not really a cosplayer but it's pretty safe to there's there's a lot of things look let me let me make a statement here <clears throat> we live in a world where we live in a free country right and I suggest that if you're a cosplayer, there's two there's two schools of thoughts around cosplay, and nobody who's cosplaying, regardless of how much or how little clothing they have on, deserves sexual assault. Full stop. Full fucking stop. If you want to live in a civilized world as an adult, in a social setting, in a private setting, in a communal setting, in a professional setting, in a public setting, sexual abuse will not be tolerated, should not be tolerated. Nobody should tolerate sexual assault. And if someone is dressed as Wonder Woman... If someone is dressed as Poison Ivy, as Harley Quinn, as Aquaman, as Superman, as Batman, I don't care who you're dressed as, I don't care how little clothing someone has on or how much you think they deserve it, groping, touching inappropriately is not on. Asking for a photo, taking people, one thing I don't like is when people take photos from a distance ask. Cosplayers are often flattered that you want a photo. I have never, I personally have never taken a photo of someone. I love taking photos of cosplayers and putting it up on my Instagram at the end of a con. I love socializing in that aspect, but I always, always ask, always ask. And I very rarely take photos with cosplayers, but if I do, I will definitely not touch them. That is not I don't care if they say yes for a photo and you can come and wrap your arm around their waist. That's fine. That's fine. That is, that is consent. But that does not mean you have consented to, they have consented to sexual assault. You cannot touch their ass. You cannot touch their dick. You can't touch someone's boobs. Like, Don't even touch someone's face. Don't touch any part of anybody's body if they're in cosplay. I don't care how little clothing they have on or how much you think they are asking for it. Cosplayers deserve to be treated with respect. Men and women. And all the genders in between. So that's really what i have to say about that i don't really i don't want to judge people people can wear what they want um i have my standards i have my rules um but i'm by no means conservative i love a good wonder woman costume between you and me sorry got real there but i do like to get real and it's true um it's very true that, that that's the case. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Thank you so much, Zach. That was an awesome question. We spoke for a while on that. And I might do an episode on that one day. We'll um, see how we go. Okay, so the next three questions are from my boy, Rui, Red Unit Inc. Um, He's one half of the Mumble Boys. Uh, one... Eleventh of the Lost Boys Collective I think no one thirteenth of the Lost Boys Collective um, and he's a good friend he's a good he is a wonderful artist go and follow him at Red Unit Inc um, also go and follow Zach Katz um, Zach under Zach Katz underscore design that's his design page it's Z uh, sorry yes yeah, Z-A-T k a t z underscore design he's also meerkats underscore cosplay me with a uh, cats with a k a t z meerkats underscore cosplay um so yeah thank you Rui for the questions the question he has asked the first question Rui has asked is for any aspiring illustrators artists comic book artists um uh what is the number one thing to remember well ha <laughs> That's a very good question thank you for asking Rui um, In my opinion now you guys got to remember this isn't the gospel this isn't this is my opinion and this is I'm simply just handing on what I do and what um, my answer to these questions and my opinion on these questions. In my opinion the number one thing for aspiring artists to remember is that this is a long-term game. When you start on Instagram, when you start up any social media accounts, um, don't be discouraged by the lack of followers, by the lack of likes. I was talking to Kieran about this and we were saying, you know, our followings have only just hit their stride in the last year. And the reason that is is because our work as of the last 4 years since we began has only just hit its stride. Sorry, that was my neck. A bit tight. It has only just hit its stride. So the quality of our work, the quality of your work is always going to get better, which means the quality of your following is always going to get better. But for but the most important thing I think to remember for everybody the number one thing for me that struck, like, I want to answer this question with my instincts, with my heart, is that the first thing that came to mind was vulnerability. And you're probably thinking, how how is vulnerability got anything to do with create? It's got everything to do with creativity, ladies and gentlemen vulnerability is the number one thing you need in my opinion when you're a creative when you're a comic book artist when you're an illustrator you've got to remember the most, the greatest piece of advice I have ever been given was by John Somareva and I found out later that he sourced it from the, the great Neil Adams one of my favourite Batman artists of all time he said He said to me when I was younger, he said, look, your style will come. Your style becomes your mistakes. Lean into your mistakes, ladies and gentlemen. Because your style and your work and your creativity is not that which you get correct. But it's actually what you get wrong. So you need to lean into failure. Lean into bad drawings. Every time people ask me, how did you learn to draw? I tell them I can show you so many sketchbooks. I have right here. Can you hear them? There's a stack of sketchbooks here from years and years and years and years of drawing with shitty drawings in them. And every day you're gonna do shitty drawings. Get the shitty drawings out, get a sketchbook, Draw the shitty drawings and then get into the real stuff. The other thing, do not be afraid of the blank canvas. Embrace it. Embrace the possibilities of the white nothingness. And become become stronger with it. But vulnerability. Do not be afraid to fail. Learn to fail. Learn to love failure learn to enjoy failure, learn to court failure and chase failure because when you fail, you learn how to do things right. You learn what not to do so that you can do what you should do. It's that that simple, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Rui. That was a wonderful question. Okay. Um, Let's have a look. He said, so um, the second question is asked, again, a wonderful question. I've been sucked into collecting comics. What do you collect? What do, <laughs> I think the question really is more, what don't I collect? <laughs> um, if I could show you right now, um, eventually once I get this podcast, once I get this studio ready, I collect everything. I have posters. I have prints. I collect prints of friends. I collect Avengers posters. I've got both the Endgame and Infinity War poster here. Um, what else do I collect? I collect a lot of Star Wars figurines. I have so many unopened Star Wars figurines. It's not funny. Boxes full of figurines that have been unopened. Um, I collect pop vinyls, um, but only the one, only the ones the stuff that I like. Like I got Dragon Ball Z set here. I got a bunch of Batman. Um, my big, my big collection items are Star Wars. Um, particularly Darth Vader. I've got a lot of Darth Vader paraphernalia. Um, i got all the pop finals. I've got um, a helmet. i got collectible masks, figurines, that kind of thing. I've got a big Millennium Falcon that I'm staring at right now. And Batman. I collect a lot of Batman figurines. I love all the different versions of Batman. Um, i got a shelf right here uh, full of Batmobiles, Batman pop vinyls, Batman masks, um, Batman figurines, all different. I've got the... Um, one of my favorites that I've got in that collection is the Jim Gordon Batman from the Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder run um, I collect art books I collect books um, I collect visual books I collect comic books I've got a series of comic books I've got so many comic books um, I've kind of pulled back from that recently the most recent one I bought was Batman 1000 because obviously you've got to have that Um, I do need to find... If anybody knows where I can find a blank cover version of Batman 1000, please let me know. Please send me a link. um, Or if you've got a copy of it, please let me know. I'd love to have a copy of that so I can draw on Batman 1000. Um, What else do I collect? I collect... uh, That's about all, really. Um, Oh, I like to collect little... Buzz Lightyear figurines. I don't know if you guys saw my story recently. I like to collect small versions of Buzz Lightyear because I love Buzz Lightyear, and I think he, there's always these really cool small little versions of him. Um, don't love the Ushi's version of him, but there's I've got a few different versions of um, of of that. Um, I collect wood. <laughs> I collect uh, collect old wood off the side of the road to build to build things. I like to build signs. Um, I like to build furniture. I like to build um, bits and pieces out of old wood, whatever I think of, like a like a shoe rack. Um, I've got this rack right here. I've got Lego. I collect a bit of Lego. Um, it's actually more my collection from when I was a kid that I've broken up into individual colors and it looks pretty and you can play with it and you can build shit with it. So that's fun. Um, what else do I collect? I think that's about it really. I collect movies I used to collect Blu-rays and that, but, you know, it's 2019, so. <laughs> um, what else? What else have I got in here that I collect? It's about it. I've got just figurines galore. Like, any figurines I think look cool. Like, i got a Bumblebee and an Optimus Prime figurine here. The Bumblebee's from Transformers 1, believe it or not. Um, I've got a Velociraptor figurine here. I love my posters. i got bits and pieces around. Um, I, I love paraphernalia from friends of mine. Um, I love collecting. Oh, I collect enamel pins as well. I love pins. Um, and I love collecting friends of mine's work. So any product they make, any artwork they make, I love collecting off them um, their comic books or their their posters I can put up on the wall, their prints. Um, I've got a wall of fame here with a bunch of friends' stuff up on the wall, um what else do I collect that's about it really it's pretty much it I've got a lot of Batman and Darth Vader stuff a lot of pop vinyls um Jenny hates hates that I have so many pop finals I collect statues um, I'm just getting into hot toys as well I really want to get into some hot toys and and, and um, collect some more high-end premium stuff but I, I just love figurines figurines any form vinyl figurines. Um, a poseable thi- figurine Poseable figurines I love them um, If I really like a design of a, of a character I'll probably go out Get on eBay I'll go out to Zing And see if I can find a copy I've got a Voltron I've got the red red lion here I'm trying to collect the whole Voltron um, Very difficult to find uh, For cheap <laughs> uh, But yeah That's that's all the things I collect Thank you for that question really That's actually really fun Because that means I can go through my Go through my my studio here Okay Um, Rui's final question is, how does it feel being not only a Mumble Boys guest, but the second official guest? Well, I'm actually honored, believe it or not, to be second only to um, the beautiful uh, cosplay Chris. Um, If you guys don't know, um, I was actually driving to a Bucks weekend and I was driving down the highway and I got a phone call on Facebook from Rui out of the blue. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I'm just driving. Let's answer this question, answer this phone call. And he actually called me to um, plug making lemonade, very kindly plug making lemonade on mumble boys, because they got a question about any podcast they wanted to plug, which is awesome. And his first thought was making lemonade. So that's legendary. And I actually really can't wait to be on, um, on the mumble boys one day, which would be awesome. And just go over and catch up with the boys and chill out and do a podcast. So, um, and I can't wait to have Matt on the podcast as well. Have those mumble boys on making lemonade here one day. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll do it. We'll do it, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, I'm honored. thank you really. that was that was actually really awesome and it was really fun and it was unexpected. so um, And the final question, ladies and gentlemen, we're almost there. Um, this has been a longer episode than I expected it to be. Um, but the final question is uh, from Kevin? And he says, talk about something on your mind. What's bothering you in this world, Jordan? (laughs) Well, that could be a whole episode. Um, What's bothering me? What what is really bothering me in the world right now, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, is a lot of things. Um, I just finished... um, I'm finishing up a documentary called The Great Hack on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have watched it, um, but... I'm really trying to figure out where the world's going um Donald trump bothers me uh, the president the the Putin bothers me um, the fact that the you know this this great hack documentary is all about um is all about um the Cambridge Analytica if you don't know Cambridge Analytica helped use data to um to influence the and win the Donald Trump uh, presidency campaign and they used um that same strategy to get England out of the EU um all because they were paid billions of dollars by these people not and it's it's the immorality of that that disturbs me um it's the, the immorality of the world. It's the fact that data is was said last year to be the most valuable commodity on this planet next to petrol. Um, petrol is no longer the most, or whatever you want to call it, gasoline is no longer the most, oil is no longer the most valuable commodity. Data is, um, which is scary because that's everybody's personal information. Um, what else is bothering me? What's bothering me is narcissism. It's always bothered me. Hypocrisy has always bothered me. Um, I think the the, the way the world is going is bothering me. Um, The extreme liberalism and the extreme conservatism is bothering me. Um, Everybody's just yelling. Nobody's listening. I found out yesterday from a professional, from someone who knows this shit... um, that 50% of the world is still stuck as children (laughs) Um, and that's why global warming, global warming's bothering me. The big issues, I don't take myself very seriously ladies and gentlemen, I don't take the world very seriously. I know earlier on I took the sexual assault thing very seriously because that's a serious matter but I try not to take myself too seriously. I only take the big issues seriously. Trivial, small things to me. Petty things upset me when people take them seriously. Um, what else is bothering me? You know what's really bothering me actually? Some countries have legalized marijuana and cannabis yet there's still people in prison for very minor possession of cannabis how come when they were those particular states or countries legalized these things that these people stayed in prison these people on in most cases were given 15 to 20 years that's a life sentence for possession of Pot, for goodness sakes like I'm an advocate of pot and I will forever be an advocate of pot and that's something that's important to me is because it it saves lives it helps those with cancer with Parkinson's it helps with nausea it brings the appetite back of cancer patients it helps people with paranoia and anxiety and just like most things abuse of it, it's not good in moderation, as an addition to a healthy lifestyle, cannabis is, is great. In fact, it's possibly, in my opinion, the best substance that you could take. But you've got to be careful of dispositions. You've got to be careful of why you're using it, when you're using it, who you're using it around, um, how often, you know what I mean. Just like most things, it can. Although it doesn't have neurotoxicity, it can definitely cause psychological issues. Um, and the fact that it's, you know, illegal in most countries, and the reasons why are just trivial. Again, it's just trivial. It's, it was used in the states to because they couldn't arrest people for being a certain race, so they arrested them for cannabis use. It was made illegal in australia because the big pharmaceutical companies couldn't compete with the independent companies when it came to marijuana as such a great treatment for a lot of illnesses and ailments so they made it illegal like again that goes back to the immorality of the world that concerns me um but there's a lot of things going on in our world that you can that I could sit here talking about and complaining about. But at the end of the day, Instagram got rid of their likes, which is a huge positive. That'll change the culture. You watch it change the culture. Um, it's getting easier and easier to run a business online. It's getting easier and easier to to have peace of mind and to. You know, the world is actually statistically in the best place when it comes to criminal statistics or that kind of thing. I know I've gone on a tangent here um, about the world and I know that this podcast is all about creative philosophy, but I think this has all got to do with it because art emanates life and life emanates art and it all goes hand in hand and as creators we're all speaking on um, on these issues in the world I mean look at The Watchmen. The Watchman was a massive conversation on um, on the state of the world in the 80s so was The Dark Knight The Dark Knight Returns rather that's why they were so popular so seminal And as podcasters, as people, we need to talk about these things. We need to talk about our beliefs and we need to stand by our morals and our values. And I think that's something new I need to really start to preach and talk about on this podcast is values. What do you value? What is important to you? Is it big business or is it the environment? (laughs) Is it religion or is it not religion? Like we're not a we're not a religious podcast here by any means. But you can't talk about life without talking about religion. And 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 we've gotten into that before. Um and that is a great question, Bryce, because there is a lot bothering me. And it affects my mental health. And I have a terrible in, in, in the interest of being vulnerable with you guys, I have a bad habit of getting bogged down in the things I can't control in the things that bother me. But here's the thing. At the end of the day, these things bother me, but they don't control my life. I'm not worrying about them. I'm concerned about them. They upset me, but I'm not worrying about them day to day. I'm just thinking about them. Because they need to be thought about. Because that's how we end up in these situations. That's how we end up with a reality TV show star, billionaire, as the president who only has his own big business agendas. As the president of the free world, that's how we end up with... People like Clive Palmer, who has billions of dollars. He's allowed to get away with having a campaign like he did because he had the money for it. And that's the problem. That's what worries me. But ladies and gentlemen, we here try to preach positivity. I'm not here to complain and I hope it didn't come off as complaining. But I wanted to be vulnerable and honest with you guys. And I want to be as transparent as possible from here on out. Not that I haven't already been, but I think I can definitely be more transparent with you guys. And I'm sorry I haven't put up an episode in a while, but I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do so because this Q&A was a great forum to speak on Um, and I hope I didn't ramble too much and I didn't lose, I might have lost some of you guys but that's okay that's cool, it happens Um, I understand I might have said something you didn't agree with and that is your prerogative that is your right and that that is another issue we have in this world is people can have an opinion that's not yours they don't need to be berated for it don't need to be yelled at or have a fucking chain lock chain link bike lock thrown at them like someone like these Antifa idiots or have people parading with kerosene lights from Bunnings down the road about it the world's gone mad it always was mad the internet just showed us how mad it really was but anyway ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening sorry for ending on such a downer note but thank you so much for listening i love you all if you want any more information on anything that i do uh, please go to my website slash making lemonade um that is where you can find anything on the podcast all of the blogs all that kind of thing um And if you want to discuss more anything with me or you want to go and follow my my work, go to at Jordan Morpeth Art. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We also have a Slack community. Um, All the links are below. If you'd like to support the podcast, please just take a screenshot of the episode and share it on your stories on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, or wherever you socialize in the World Wide Web and join our Slack community to chat about the apps. I'm also on TikTok, so look me up on there as well. Um, Also, you can leave a review on iTunes. That would be wonderful. That would be very helpful. Uh, Thank you to all my weirdos again. I love you, weirdos, so much. We'll see you next week. I've been your host, Jordan. Take care of yourselves. Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Look after yourselves. Go and do some push-ups. Go do some sit-ups. Go for a run. Um, and just stay weird, really. But seriously, guys, I've been your host, Jordan. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, stay weird. By the power grace, Greyskull.